RDT Systems, baby. Dog tested and dog tough. We've got those soft mouth dummies. Now listen, everybody knows that we need more bumpers. I'm not talking about one or two or three. I'm talking about adding bumpers to your repertoire. I like using white or black and white bumpers when I'm training my dogs for marks and even blinds. You can get the orange ones. I dig it. But add a bunch to your repertoire. And I'm again, I'm not talking about three to six. If you're working on T pattern, if you're working on blinds and pattern blinds, you need a bunch, a dozen, 18. The Soft Mouth Dummies by DT can't be beat. Check them out, LoneDuckOutfitters.com. DT Difference. Let's go. Hashtag Man's Best Kennel. It's Gunner Kennels, baby. It's a kit. We had Addison on the, the podcast, a phenomenal dude, always innovating our industry. And one of the things that he brought up is it's a kit. It's not just the kennel itself. You've got the fan 2.0 for your summer, right? Like it's hot out. We got to keep that dog cool. In wintertime, you got the all weather kit. Keeps that poor body temperature in there so the dog doesn't have to work as hard to stay warm. They also have the magnetic door accessory that keeps that body temperature in there. And then the straps. Everybody thinks like, oh, I'll just go to Home Depot and get the cheapo straps. Well, listen, they developed these straps so that basically you can lift a VW bug with the two straps. So if you were to get in a car accident on the way to the duck blind or the training grounds, that dog is going to be beyond strapped and stay safe. Check it out. Gunner Kennels, baby. Slide into the DMs. We'll hook you up. All right. Our number one asked question is revolving around Force fetch. Whether your dog drops the bumper or duck at the edge of the water, or you failed a few hunt tests because the dog monkeys with the birds or won't pick up a bird, let me help you help your dog. Bunch of different breeds, bunch of different personalities, start to finish, teaching you how to do it. Links in the description. going on everybody it's another episode of uh lone ducks gun dog chronicles we've got a good one for you it's gonna be me and kevin we're going to recap some hunting season we're going to talk about my little quick trip to costa rica and uh the fishing trip and some of that stuff and we're also going to talk about some of the good stuff coming in 2023 for the lone d crew so sit back relax Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Make sure you push uh, pause when your boss walks into the office, and let's get after it. First and foremost, I'd like to invite you to Patreon. That is the community that we've built that's a ton of fun to be a part of, that we do happy hours, having a drink, talking dogs, talking training, answering questions on Zoom. We do one-on-one calls. We do unseen videos that don't hit YouTube. And it's kind of like buying me and Kevin a beer. So if you enjoy the episodes, if you enjoy YouTube and Instagram, buy me and Kevin a beer, jump on Patreon, join the community, get discounts on gear. Let's go. Links in the description. Next up, website, LoneDuckOutfitters.com. If you want to get a little swag on you, little springtime hunt test swag, head over to LoneDuckOutfitters.com and check it out. And lastly, but probably most importantly and most proud, is the Force Fetch course. It's 
most likely the number one question I get, even if they don't know they're asking about force fetch, they're asking about why their dog won't pick up a duck, why their dog drops the duck at the bank when they get out of the water, why the dog doesn't like ducks, why the dog doesn't do this, why the dog doesn't do that. And a lot of times it's a force fetch issue. We have developed a start to finish course to the best of my ability with different breeds, different dogs, different personalities, start to finish showing you things that can go wrong, things that go really well, the whole process. We teach a little bit about ear pinch, but most of it's about toe hitch. We show you how you can do it. I'm giving you the tools to do it yourself and dispel myths and make it easy for you. That course, the link is in the description. Jump on there. You also get a discount if you're a Patreon, people. Come on. Don't be scared. Force fetch. Course. Link in the description. We appreciate it. And we've gotten great feedback. So I really am proud of, of it. So thank you, everyone who's listening that has jumped on there and has had success with their dogs over the last few months. Booyah. Next up, from the duck blind to the holding blind, baby, that's Purina. The food that fuels a truck, a lone duck, that 30-20 pro plan sport. Our young pups up to a year are on the large breed puppy formula, but that 30-20 kicks them into gear and gets them ready to work day in, day out. Next up, Gunner Kennels. They're always innovating. They're always doing their best to bring you the best. They've recently launched their cold weather door. Now, being guys, me and Kevin from Central New York, it's cold as you know what out. And it's nice when you're going down the road to give that dog a little bit more protection from the weather and keep that body heat in the kennel to keep them nice and toasty. So this is a heavy-duty kind of magnet style, so you don't need a new door. This slaps on to your door and helps insulate it. When you pair that with the all-weather kit, dude, your dog can be out in the harshest of harsh, and its body temperature in that kennel is going to stay in that kennel and keep it toasty. So if you're looking for a little upgrade, if your birthday's coming up, if you're just feeling froggy and a little treat yourself thing, slap on the new cold weather door from Gunner Kennels. Next up, shooter shoot, baby. Kent Cartridge, it's almost clay bird season. And I've got to shoot more clay birds. My early part of my season, I was a little, actually my early part of the season, I was a killer. I was a grouse killing machine, woodcock killing machine. Then I had a couple really bad shoots. And if you had heard the episode where we went to Oklahoma and Texas, you had heard that I don't even think I killed a duck in Texas. I missed the broads out of the barn. It wasn't the business fault. It was Uncle Bob's. So this year, I am dedicating some Kent steel, seven and a halfs, going down range and trying to bang more clay birds to get more prepared for next duck season. Come on with it. Kent Cartridge on Instagram, baby. Tom, we sent you by going, mmm, in their comments. Next up, Standing Stone Kennels, our friends Cat and Ethan. Excellent dog trainers and even better YouTubers, their videos have helped hundreds of thousands of people build good gun dogs. But the other thing that they sponsor for is their supply company, Standing Stone Supply. If you need anything, 
coming up for training season. Waterfowl season is is coming to an end here. Training season is right around the corner. Standing Stone Supply has everything you need. Check them out. Next up, smoke them if you got them, baby. That Traeger Grills. Kevin made that summer sausage. Boy, dude, I ate, it's almost gone. He brought it to me today for lunch. I had some at lunch. I had some at dinner. I've got a couple bites left, and uh, I can't tell you how good it was. So good on Kevin for the summer sausage and the Traeger Grill for smoking it just right. Lastly, Waypoint Outdoor Collective, they keep us in tune with you and you in tune with us. Kevin, let's get into the show, buddy. Um, it's good to be here with you. I'm going to take a swig of my, my beer ski. How are you? Good, buddy. Welcome back to the States. You look tan. I am. I'm bronzed. You look like you've got some surfer hair going. I all, all like salty. I, I, yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what. So... I've been in business now, I think, eight years. And no. my, well, I mean, Lone Duck's been longer, but as a professional trainer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where like we've got dogs and, you know, no employees for the first five years of it. I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm tracking you now. This is the, this year, my goal was to be able to send all the dogs home for hunting season have a few obedience dogs, you know, wintertime ish, but then take a lot of time for myself personally and hunt. So that Oklahoma trip. And then I I'm like, I don't know about other, other people. I'm 30. I'll be 36 in a month. I think less than a month. I'll be 36 years old. Less than that. You're old. I am old, but back in the day, I was like a shredder BMX rider, you know, like Kevin skateboarded. We lived that little lifestyle. I was like 13 to 17. Tearing it up. Maybe even, yeah, yeah. We were just tearing it up, little shredders. And I loved surfing. I loved watching. I never had surfed back then, but like watching surf competitions and the ocean and so years ago, I went on a, a trip, you know, a, a trip to Cape Cod and we learned how to surf. And then another little like one day surf session somewhere and a surf session somewhere and like wasn't very good. And maybe a few years ago, I think three years ago, Carrie and I went to Costa Rica and we spent five days in a surf town, sleepy little surf town. And I fell in love even more with the culture and like the people and the waves and got proficient at it. Like not just catching little baby ones or like riding the whitewash where the wave already broke. And you're just like getting you're standing there. Yeah. You're just, you like get pushed and you stand up and then you fall down. Um, I got kind of proficient at it and I found like, that's when I fell in love with it. When I actually caught real waves was like, whoa, this is legit. And since then, I've been dreaming of going to Costa Rica again and having a surf vacation where we wake up, we go surf, we go have breakfast, we surf, we go, we launch on the beach and read a book and well, I'm ready to go surf again. And so that was the goal of this trip. Um, I worked from down there a good bit, which that's going to be a little bit later in the podcast of sure. some of the cool, exciting things coming down the pipes. 
but it allowed me like, and having some employees that are trustworthy and like phenomenal to take care of our personal dogs here at, at the HQ, the Londa Chateau to be able to get away and decompress and get away from the dogs and get away from the stress and get away from, you know, going a million miles an hour and, and the highlights. So the trip was pretty cool, right? We went to a town called Santa Teresa and apparently it's the second largest waves in Costa Rica. These were mama jammas. Like I ate it. And uh, Oh, Kevin, everyone. I, I really haven't talked. I haven't talked to you about it like at all. It just reminded me. You guys are listening to a hero. A hero, everyone. I saved a man's life. No, you didn't. I did too. I didn't tell you. No. Did I tell you about the lady whose life I saved? Don't steal my thunder. Okay. You can tell your story a second. Okay. (laughs) So, so we're getting pounded out there the waves are like i'll quickly describe it right everybody there's the waves come in uh groups so maybe it's six waves waves. (laughs) i know i almost said that but there's like a group of four a group of six and then there's a lull and then the group of four or the group of six right so this night or day it was like i think it was nighttime it's like just constant pounding. There's like no break and you're just getting, you're trying to get out to the, to the waves and waves are beating you up and you're going under the waves and like catching your breath and bang, there's another one. And then bang, there's another one and bang, there's another one. I catch a wave riding it and I fall off and, you know, start paddling back out. And I see this older guy waving and I'm like, yeah, man, I caught one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but I'm like, what is he doing? And so I I start paddling towards him like, something's not right. And he's waving at me. But I think he's like waving at me. It's like, maybe he thinks he knows me. But then he started bobbing underwater. I'm like, huh. And then he comes back up and you can just see in his eyes like, panic and exhaustion and he's probably 50 yards away from shore he can technically he could have stood but he was so physically exhausted and the waves were just constant that it'd be like he'd finally like maybe catch his feet and then bam and he was so tired that he couldn't actually stay up so like oh snap Old lifeguard, Kevin and I were lifeguards, everybody, back in high school and college. Lifeguard Bob kicks in. I'm like, I got to go get this guy. Like, nobody's coming. No, you can't hear anything. The waves are crashing. So he's yelling. All you see is his mouth opening and closing. And then he's underwater. And then a wave hits him again as he's coming up and he's catching it. And so I'm like, I think he's freaking drowning. So I'm, I'm like hustling and paddling towards him and he's, he, I, and he's not speaking much English. I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go surf then. And he's like, I need help. I'm like, what do you need? Are you okay? (laughs) Dude. And then he goes under again. 
and this is i'm like 10 feet away now like i'm coming but then I, he says he's okay so i'm like starting to go and then i'm like no you're drowning <laughs> so I, I pull i pull up to him on my surfboard and like rule number one of helping a panicked swimmer is don't let them drown you too right so you have to finagle yourself and not let them take you under too so i was on one side of the board i made him grab the other side of the board and i'm talking him through like keep you know grab here you pull him up over the board there's dude he was a big son of a gun i couldn't (laughs) so i get him on the board holding on and i'm talking to him like are you having a heart attack are you are you okay and he's like i can't not can't catch my breath basically is what he's saying and i don't have any energy was this in english or spanish super broken english um and so I'm like, okay, well, you're good now. Just relax. And then we get pounded by a wave and he goes down and it's like, he pops back up. I'm like, get, you know, grab him, get on the board, hang on to the board. We got to, I mean, you just have to, I mean, there's no, you can't stop the waves. Like they're there, dude, like be ready. So another one comes I'm like, hang on tight, hang on tight, bang, we get crashed. But it also is helping me paddle us in, too. It's like pushing us in. Sure. Bang, we get crash. He holds on. Bang, we get crash. He holds on. And now we're where I am standing pretty easily, like maybe up to my like lower part of my chest. So now I'm like pulling us in. Dude, he had no energy, like started to go down again. Like he stood up, wave hit him, and he went down again. He's standing on the ground, and he's going down. Jeez, this guy sucks. <laughs> he sucks surviving. <laughs> so I find, and now I've got another guy that came and he like sees this going on. American guy, big, strong guy. And he and I basically carry him to the shore and we are n- less than knee deep and a wave hit us. And this dude goes down again. Like, wow. So he was at, he was at his, like, he had no the end energy. of energy. Yep. He was at the end of his energy. Um, so that That's was scary. Wild. Yeah, it was scary. Um, but you know, I'm a hero. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, it was wild, dude. That's uh-huh. very scary. Glad Do you want to talk a story about saving a lady? Yeah, we can. Uh, I was driving to your house to let the dogs out and, uh, took a took a couple back roads to get down to the highway to then shoot up north and i come around the corner and see this pit bull sitting on uh the corner just like perched up there i'm like oh that's weird but it like caught my eye and there was a bunch of snow on the ground and uh i turn around the corner to where i can see like more of the hill and there's a lady laying in the ground in the snow with the dog sitting next to her and uh she like puts her arm up and like half waves at me i'm like well this isn't good so i pull over slam the truck and park and i get out and i'm like uh you know hey lady hold on i gotta go air dogs quick i'll be right (laughs) back i gotta go air dogs quick she's seizing in like in the snow oh it was wild um and uh but she was like with it so it was like very confusing like i didn't really understand I've only been around someone once when they had a seizure and they weren't fine. Yeah. They were not able to wave to me. They were stiff yeah. as a, 
would have been scary. Yeah, oh, yeah. But so, and for anybody listening, I'm not a doctor, in case you were confused. Yeah. But I had no idea. But I know that, like, yeah, you're not, like, coherent. You're not, like, hanging out and, and talking and waving to people driving by. But she was full-on seizing and was coherent. So I'm like, okay, well, this is weird. Like, was it because she's laying in the snow? Like, so I jump up there and I'm talking to her. She'd been in the snowbank for, like, 15 minutes. So mm. she was, like, wicked cold. And uh, her dog was friendly. So I'm like, oh, great. Like, actually, I'm on the way to take dogs like take care of dogs. I put the dog in my truck uh, and a couple people pulled over at that point and like helped me lift her up. I put her into my truck and drove her back to her hotel. She had like taken the dog for a walk and then was having some like nervous system issue, whatever thing, but she couldn't get up and she was just stuck in the snowbank. And uh, God bless the Owens boys. I mean, yeah, it was crazy. But I, I ended up having to carry her all the way up to her hotel room and, like, take care of the dog. Yeah, it was super weird. Things got weird. But. Uh, <laughs> Top feel, bud. <laughs> it got weird. But uh, <laughs> took care of her dog. She was like, oh, you're just the nicest young man. I'm like, yeah, hey. Chalk it up as another day. Good for you, dude. Wow. Yeah, wild. Lives. How's so that to, to kind of jump back into Costa Rica. So. Phenomenal opportunity to surf and decompress and get extremely re-motivated for 2023, which I needed. Like, we need breaks. We need breaks away from the dogs. We need breaks away from the grind of, if you're an accountant, you need to get away and shut it off, um, which tends to be difficult for me. And even on the trip, it's like I was thinking of, new cool ways to build this company to help more people to spread our message and our educational stuff. And, you know, just, it's hard for me to shut it off, but down there I was able to really enjoy it. We went on a, uh, it wasn't deep sea fishing, but it was offshore trolling for tuna and we had a blast. Carrie caught a yellowfin tuna that was pretty good size. I caught a mackerel and a bonita. Did you get and, to keep them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he filleted them up and we made sushi and ceviche. And dude, it was level 10 fresh and good. And uh, it was unbelievable. I mean, I, I ate sushi like for legit breakfast, lunch, and dinner several days in a row until I <laughs> a little, little questionable on how the meat was. And then I sat on the toilet for a while and was like, that's the last sushi I eat. <laughs> that was it. And we're done. So uh, it was good, man. Um, but it was the old neat. bonita. Oof. Gotcha. Got me good. But um Saw a bunch of monkeys. I always think that's cool, like the capuchin white-faced monkeys from Ace Ventura. Um, howler monkeys. And they're like, just like hanging around your little cabana? Because you were like yeah, up on a mountain in the middle of nowhere. You weren't like at the Sandals no. Inn. You were like in a hut. Well, we weren't in a hut. We were in a, we. It was called a bungalow. Oh, okay. It was pretty nice. Um you know, like a three to five minute walk to the beach. 
and good Wi-Fi so that we could work from there and, you know, decent amount of restaurants to go to and bars and little like smoothie shops and surf shops and just like a cool sleepy. Well, it wasn't. So it was a little more hustle bustle than I thought, but it ended up being good because we were there for an extended period of time. And I think if it was too small, then we would be like nothing else to do. Yeah. Uh, Road ATVs every day. Like we want to go to a new beach. You jump on the ATV, ride it 25 minutes down the dirt road and go to a new beach. You ride Uh, ATVs every day. Yeah, I know, but it's still kind of cool that instead of a car, you're, you're on an ATV going down the road. Um, did you have to rent one? Like, yeah. So like yep. most people rent a car when they go on vacation, you rent an ATV. Yep. Yeah. They had motorcycles, which hindsight 2020, I wish I did that. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe another time. Um, but we had an ATV that got us around town. Tons of cool. If you saw on Instagram, all the land cruisers and land rovers. And um, they had one from like Mitsubishi, I think called uh Gallup. That's very similar to a land cruiser. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of this other one, but it was a almost like a Suzuki Samurai, but way cooler, <laughs> way cooler. It was a you know, two door, boxy little four by four. Everybody had snorkels because they'll have like big rains and you got to go through a river to get to the other side of the road. And so everybody had snorkels on their four wheel drive trucks, like. Just a really cool could actually use them. So like when you see them yeah. around here and they're just for no reason, mm-hmm. that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I love my Land Cruiser and it's become like a hobby of mine to learn more about them. And it was like every day you would see one. They weren't everywhere. They were still special. But I've driven in central New York my entire life and I've never seen another Land Cruiser from the 1980s. Or earlier, right? Like they just yeah, they're, they're not, not a dime a dozen. They rust out. They're not a dime a dozen. It's a classic car. It's a niche thing. And down there, it was like freaking sick. So that was really cool. Um, what else was pretty cool about that trip? I don't know. Just fresh fish every day if we wanted it, and just a Did you neat- cook at your bungalow a lot, or was it like you just? If you're hungry, you kind of like shoot down to the smoothie place and well, the guanas. Yeah. I mean, I would say typically we ate breakfast there and then got going and, you know, some sort of lunch or pack something leftovers from the night before and then go out to dinner. Um, You know, we, we are like food driven people. Like we don't order two, you know, an entree for one each. It's like we ordered three entrees because we couldn't decide between two. So it's like, well, I'll get that one too. And then we just take stuff home and enjoy it. It's, it's kind of our our frivolous spending on a vacation is typically we just like to eat good stuff and try new things. And if it sounds good, it's like, well, we can eat it tomorrow. So we did we did cook and the stuff which is what right. you do with sushi. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Just one day too many. Um the the fit having the fish you know we ate in those few days a little bit more to enjoy it and not let it go to waste um but yeah man just a, a really cool vibe a really go- cool group of people 
very friendly and safe feeling. And it's a beautiful mix of jungle and birds and monkeys and beach and food and music and really neat. So I would encourage anybody, if you have a wild hair in your butt and you want to get away and do some sort of trip like that, Costa Rica, relatively affordable. You know, you can go on a budget like one of the play- the first night there we stayed, we stayed in a in like a hostel, a surf hostel, and it was very affordable. Um, the bungalow, because we had to work there was more. But if you wanted to go on a trip, it's pretty affordable. And you're in a unbelievable place. Just unbelievable. So really neat. Did you end up getting scuba certified? Oh, yeah, dude. That's <laughs> Thanks. I've totally half forgot about it. So we we decided that this was something we love to snorkel. So we wanted to learn how to scuba dive. And that is a freaking chore. It was like 10 plus hours. And I'm not the best. I'm not an idiot. I actually scored extremely high on the tests, but it took me longer because I've got to reread it and you know, just make sure I'm not screwing up so I don't die when I'm underwater, you know, 60 yeah, feet. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, you don't want to die. So I really took my time and learned instead of like college where I'd like read it once, skim it and be like, I think the answer's B. Nah, I didn't get it. Whatever. You know, this is like, I really learned learn enough to then talk to the professor and have him think that you read it. Dude, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope my professors don't listen to me on this podcast. I'm sure they don't. I but I scammed them. I scammed them pretty. <laughs> but no, so I, that was cool. It was a very difficult. <laughs> I felt very proud of of us for like accomplishing that. It was a really yeah. neat experience and now we're certified scuba divers and if we go on vacation next year, hopefully we can use it and you know, I think people I don't I don't want to put words in other people's mouth, but I feel like people might judge me that like you should be training dogs right now. You should be south right now. Well, you know, that's a long vacation. Oh, you're so lucky you get to go away. Mother lover, I've worked my tail off and the dogs need a break and I needed a break and we made it happen. And if you want something, you got to go make it happen. And so this was like a really good getaway. And I hope that next year. Oh, and the reason I say that is the whole rest of the year, I can't get away for something like this. I can do like a weekend away. I can maybe take a four day trip, but I can't do an extended 12 hour flight somewhere and and basically live there. You know, the dogs just you don't get that luxury. And I want to run and compete and be the best I can be in our sport. So I can't go in June somewhere. I can't go in April. I can't go in October. I This is the time when everyone else is home hunting their dog that I can squeak away and decompress and chase that other piece of what makes me happy. So it was cool. Um, but let's get into uh, hunting season, man. Everybody doesn't want to hear about this trip anymore, I bet. Um, hunting season. We hunted prairie. This was Prairie's breakout year. Um, I'm sure you all heard the episode about Texas and Oklahoma. Prairie, when we got home from that trip, the one hunt that I'll kind of talk to you guys about that I felt like was bad to the bone 
and maybe you saw it on Instagram, the reel that I made with her and the lighthouse. Um, incredible. Diver hunt, old squaw. Me and Hippolito went. And uh, just shit weather and made it great for ducks. Like the lake was rocking. Um, and so they wanted to be in the harbor where it was safer and a little bit more calm. And so they're bombing in to the harbor and they are decoying. Like they don't think about decoying. They don't circle three times like a mallard. No, they don't scope it out. No, they come and they, if they're going to do it, they're doing it. And if they aren't doing it, they're just flying. So, uh, we ended up getting a two man limit of old squaw, a black duck and a mallard. And this is the toughest conditions I hunted her in rocking waves, windy, cold, you know, if you've ever hunted divers, you know that they don't die. No, I don't care, I don't care if you shoot bismuth at them or if you shoot a cannonball and hit them, they don't die. Hunt gun. Yeah. They are the toughest sons of guns. You cover them up at 30 yards and you see the shot spray all around them and they crumple and then they pop their head up, flap their wings and fly away. Yeah. They're incredibly tough birds. Or they dive and then exactly. Yeah. The prairie got a hard lesson in sitting still and not like all the other hunts she's been on. It's if we shoot and a duck falls, she goes and gets it. Right. So this is more like a duck falls, it pops up and we unload guns on it again, or unlodge the boat, drive out, chase it down, shoot it again, and then we let her jump in and grab it. Right. Um, Whack-a-mole with bismuth. Yep. Yeah. Two, you know, whatever, two bucks around, just slanging them, baby. Um, so she got a really cool experience in very challenging environment. Some of her weaknesses, I would say that I think any dog would really struggle with is the waves. So she'd mark the bird in the boat. She would jump slash me launch her out of the boat. Which was awesome. Yeah, like she, where she was sitting to get the best vantage point and the safest place for her in the boat was not the most easy to get in and out of. So basically, I would have to like say her name, grab her vest, and as she's jumping, I'd just be like, over the edge. And she'd freaking start humming towards these birds. And there were times that she marked the bird perfect. It was kind of drifting with the wind, but it's like, there it is. Got it. Other times the waves were so rolly that like she'd come up the wave, see the bird go down the wave. Then she'd come up and the bird would be down and she'd be like, I don't know where it is. General vicinity still swimming there. And it's just the bird still floating away and she's floating somewhere else, trying her best to dig through these waves. Ended up handling on a blind. Well, it was a mark. I ended up having to handle her to the mark. And really did well. Like, that's tough stuff. And so I was proud of her. Just a cool little dog. She's really coming into her own. I think this will be a good year for her. I'm hoping to get her master title. Um, How old is she now? She's a little older than I'd like to admit for not 
not having gone to master or being there yet. Uh, she is turned two in like October, I think. Um, that's not that crazy. You have a thousand dogs to. Yeah, but I think I, I mean, I, I slacked on her a good bit when she was young. Um, and then because, you know, client dogs come first and Quinn's been a killer, like, she's kind of gotten a little bit of the back seat. And so her blind running skills aren't where they need to be to pass a master test and triples like tough triples aren't there yet. So I'm hoping that this winter trip and spring and maybe June, July, August, September, October timeframe is where we can knock out her master title, but we've got a little ways to go on her blinds. Um, It doesn't take anything away from her as a dog like she's good at it. It's just she's not where I'd want her to be at this age running blinds. Should be more confident, should be more smooth, making less mistakes. But I was proud of her this hunting season, man. She's turning into a hell of a hunting companion. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. She got big shoes to fill. It's definitely fun hunting in the same boat with her. She's got huge shoes to fill and it's uh it's sad. Um, Memphis, Memphis getting pretty sore. We have uh, Dr. Joe Spoo was on the podcast a few episodes ago. Maybe listen to that one if you haven't. He's a freaking knowledgeable, incredible guest. And he's putting me in touch with a specialist here that's going to help me just keep Memphis going. I mean, she's eight years old. Joints got rocked by a tick-borne disease. Joints got rocked by being a hard-running, competitive competition dog and hunting dog. And she's just, this year, I saw a major difference in her recovery after a hunt. And so, like, still wanted to go, still gave it 110%, never looked sore or tired during the hunt. But then that night, it was very evident that she was struggling. So, we're going to do some things for her this year to try and keep her going compete at master nationals and keep her going for next duck season but prairie's got big shoes to fill um very good yeah i would love i'm not sure we'll be able to make it happen but i would love to get on one more grouse hunt with you and andy and covey before i go we got to make that happen next week we just have to do it yeah we got to figure something out two or three hours and and just do one because I don't want to. You thinking up North? Yeah. Yeah. At an undisclosed location, but yeah, I, I think that's where I would go. Um, I just want one more hunt with Andy this year before I go South and you keep her for the, you know, winter and spring. And let's get into some of the goals and cool stuff coming up for 2023, man. Uh, there I is a lot going on. I would like to kind of congratulate you, Kevin, um, owning your own business now, bud. Oh, yeah. That's been good, man. Thank you. S.E. Owens. It's, uh, I, I can't hate a good pun. So Yeah. Good. Kevin's, Kevin's specialty is search engine optimization. He's been doing it since he got out of college and is become really really good at it worked at a bunch of different companies over the years and managed teams and whatever and 
probably six months ago, you decided to go out on your own and it's growing. You've been helping me more. Like you're, I wouldn't say you're working for me. You're working with me more. And so you're doing more loan duck gear or loan duck stuff. That's super fun and projects and you're, you're killing it, man. So I'm really proud of you. And I think 2023 is going to be a breakout year for Kevin Owens. I'm excited, man. It's and very... I'm excited that all the projects that me and you are going to do here at Lone Duck. I mean, do you want to talk about some of them or do we want to keep some yeah. of them a little bit secret? No. I, well, I'll, let me talk about them so that we don't. Uh, some may remain a secret. Let's put it that way. So we, you so don't like, want to talk about the cat training? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, right. Yeah, I had another joke for that. But we'll keep that under wraps to keep it PG-13. Um, we're redoing the website and Kevin's going to help SEO ends that up. And so the website, my current website's good, but it's old. And if you go to it, you're like, what do I buy gear? Do I read a blog? Is he a dog trainer? You know, people have been asking about puppies a lot and I have nothing on any of the dogs I own on there. And so the new website is going to be a lot cleaner, a lot easier to manage um, from the user's standpoint. <clears throat> so you're going to see new products out uh, in terms of gear, like T-shirts and hats and uh, some really cool designs and fun ideas that we've come up with, um, some podcast-related fun gear, um, more supplies that are going to kind of help you out too, as well as an entire list of all the dogs that we own and our breeding program and our goals with the breeding program and how, if you are interested in getting a lone duck puppy, how you can get on that list and decide which one of our dogs you want to get one out of and, and manage that whole deal. So I'm really excited for that project that should launch. I would guess by the end of February would be yeah, my, goal. I, I've been working on that a lot today too. Nice. Um, yeah, I got a lot of that done, bud. So, you know, that's a really cool piece and segment. And then just, it'll be fresh looking, you know? So it's it's been hanging over my head. When people ask about puppies, they're like, they have no idea who some of my dogs are, unfortunately. And they're all badass. But you usually hear about Quinn and Prairie and Memph because they live in the house. But and I talk about them more, but, you know, Piper and Summit and Wolf and Clover and Rambler, like people haven't even met Rambler yet on social media. Like there's just so many cool things to have so many dogs, <laughs> got so many good dogs that are going to make puppies for people to have great dogs too. And so it'll be really a neat, neat project to finish. Um, we are going to try to double down on YouTube. So if anyone doesn't, who if you listen to this and you aren't on our YouTube, shame on you. Go there and subscribe for me, please. But we've got a lot of good videos on there. And so we're doubling down on that. Um, we've had some things come up recently, basically while I was on vacation, that are going to make us make different decisions. But in the end, I believe that not only this podcast will get higher quality, but our 
organization of the video content will get better. And I also want to produce more courses. The results from the force fetch course, link in the description. The results that people are having from that course and how thorough of a job that Kevin and I tried to make that thing. If we can do that for other topics, collar conditioning, T pattern, you know, T patterns on YouTube, but it's 10 minutes. It's 10 minutes. Something. Yeah. It's not the six, eight weeks on T pattern that you need to see with different dogs, different personalities and problems. So we're, we've got some ideas of how we're going to manage this and we've got good friends that are going to step up and help us get it done. And meanwhile, I want to still compete at a high level. So we've got a phenomenal group of dogs. Memphis puppies are coming back. Um, a cruise puppies coming back. Um, you're going to have a full truck of uh, nice, nice dogs. Yeah, I'm A, overbooked, but B, they're all going to, they're like the creme de la creme of the breedings that I've done and previous clients that are like good friends, not like this group of dogs that are the young and up and comers are very exciting, but don't forget and sleep on the Hunters and Lizzie's and Embers and Memphis's and Quinn's and Aries and like the heavy hitters that every day come out and do big dog stuff. So master national 2023 in Georgia, I've got big goals for, for that. And I believe we're going to have a strong showing and I believe that we're going to have, have success at it. And, and literally in a couple of days when we go South, I'm not looking back on the competitiveness. So like, I have to learn to balance and provide content and videos and courses because that makes me happy. That helps a lot of people. And it's a part of our business that I want to focus on because I believe it's going to grow, which is going to help me grow other things that are going to help more people. And it's just like this. If the end goal is the podcast and YouTube and courses help people train their dogs, and I still have the capability to kick ass and take names at hunt tests. And I, my goal is to make Lizzie Quinn and Hunter qualified all age this year. They can do it. And Aries. I mean, those four dogs can go and become qualified all age. So that's our goal. Can you explain to everybody what, what that entails? Well, we have in previous episodes, but the, 30,000 foot view is it's a field trial. It's first place, second place, third place, fourth place, and first and second place earn the title qualified all age. So out of 20 dogs, out of 60 dogs, you have to be number one or number two that day to become qualified all age. Um, Quinn has ran three and got fourth in every single one of them. Jam which is a judge's award of merit, which is like you completed the entire trial. You did a great job, but you're not one through four. Lizzie got a uh, reserve jam, which is basically, I don't, I don't know why they do a reserve jam and a jam. What the heck? Both are not good enough to be first through fourth. So just call it one thing. But anyways, supposedly a reserve jam is like, you were really good. Just not one through four. I don't know. 
So they are right there knocking on the door, dude, against the, like, there's a trainer called, his name is Alan Pleasant. Absolute savage. He's like the one of the top trainers in the country. And we're running against him and we're getting fourth place. And we're getting a jam. And him and his clients are one, two, three. So it's like, I got to beat him. I got to beat the best, one of the best guys in the country. And so I'm going to. No doubt. Actually, there is doubt. But I got to <laughs> work harder. Yeah. No, I got you. And Can't win with losing attitude. That's right. So, you know, the business is growing. And what that means is like, yes, I'm a dog trainer, but there's a website that sells gear and, and clothing. There's Patreon. I want to kick ass on Patreon. We're trying to come up with a hunt, a giveaway hunt, a group hunt where, you know, anyone on Patreon can join Kevin and I on a bad to the bone hunt somewhere. So we're working those details out. Like there's so many cool pieces of little things about the overall lone duck. That's not just dog training. That's not just a podcast guy or an Instagram guy. It's like moving that needle forward to grow our sport, to get more people involved, to take the people who are already involved and build them up. We're, we want to just give more, do more, grow more, help more. And, you know, still we want, I want to have, I'm trying to think, I think summit is going to have a litter of puppies. Piper will probably have a litter of puppies, possibly Prairie and maybe Sam. So two possibles, two definites, I would say. And so to give those people who buy a puppy from me, like their hunting companion for the next 13 years, their family member is a really amazing feeling and doing it to the best of my ability, health-wise, intelligence-wise, demeanor-wise, skill-level-wise, intelligence-wise, athleticism-wise, looks-wise, that's a challenge and one I accept and I'm pumped up for. Um, so that'll be cool for 2023 as well. Like if you want a puppy from Lone Duck, there's not going to be that many this year because I don't think like the maybes probably aren't going to, because I want them to compete and hunt. Competing and hunting are more important to me than them having puppies. So there are going to be limited availability. So pretty cool, man. 2023 is going to be a good year. I feel like it's already booked. It's like it's already swamped and busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got the Sunday scaries when I got home from vacation. Where it's like, I'm fired up, I'm fired up. I'm so excited to get home and work. And then it's like, whammy, it's here. Yeah, we got rain, sleet, snow, and hail all in one day today. Yeah, all in one day today. Um, but, but I'm excited to get south and get after it, dude. It'll be a good good time. Can't wait to see friends in the south. And how, Do you have like a rough estimate on how long you're going to be down there? And can you give people a little rundown of like where you're going to be at? Yeah. Um, I should arrive in Charleston, South Carolina, Monday the 30th, uh, January 30th. 
or the 31st, depending on dogs and weather, whatever. Um, And we will stay till roughly April 15th. No later than that. That's Um, a long one. No, not really, dude. February is a real short month, March, and then a week and a half or so in April. I've just got to play the hunt test and field trial thing at the end to see if I can. And like, dude, how many times have I come home early April and it's been dookie weather here where you just the rain is 40 degrees mud and you just come from 75 degrees to 35 and 40 in rain and you're like, I could have just waited one more week. Yeah. No, so that makes sense. Because we waited a little bit longer to go this year, I think I'm going to just going to extend it one more week. So basically February 1st to April 10th to the 15th-ish <clears throat> will be the game plan. And uh, you'll come home right before turkey season. Yeah, you're right. I'm pumped about that, dude. We got to kill excited. it. Did, did we kill a turkey this year? I don't think I, I did. No, I only well, I only was able to go like twice. I think I was the same. I went in my backyard and heard them gobbling way away. One time I may have overserved myself the night before and fell asleep against a tree. <laughs> so there might have been a Tom Perky walking right by me and I saw on wood, literally. <laughs> so I took a nap instead. Um not the worst place to take a nap in the turkey woods. No, I think that's totally fine. But you're not killing a turkey if you're snoozing. Mm-hmm. But I would love to get down to Georgia and see Blaine and uh, hang out with Oliver down there. I think, uh, oh, and so the second half, so the first month will be in Charleston. The second month and change will be in Camden, South Carolina, where we went last year. Uh, beautiful training property, exceptional water you know swim by ponds and big water for field trial stuff and hunt you know hunt testy stuff and i mean you can build a really really good dog there and so i'm fortunate and excited to go back and uh and then we'll get home and do it all over again man just pick my life up in new york move it all down south pick it up and down south move it back to new york See family, get after it. Drive the Land Cruiser. I can't wait to drive my Land Cruiser. Can't drive it in salty roads. Nope. You got it parked in the barn? Yep, parked in the barn, cleaned, mint, winterized, ready to pull it back out in the spring and drive. Get to cruising. I wish I was rich. I would own 20 of those things. Yeah, you can't. Being in Costa Rica and seeing them, I was like, I would own one of those. I would want that color. I'd like that one. And it's like, you can't. I can't. No. Are you going to like float it back here? You can't do that. Well, I'm just saying you could get one here in America too, but I'm just saying like if I could have a stable full of land cruisers, I would. I would. So I think people in the regular world call them a garage, not a stable. Yeah, but. It's way cooler to call it stable. (laughs) All right, dude. Thanks for jumping on a podcast. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed just us rambling and bullshitting and having fun catching up between me and Kev. Hunting season, goals. What are your goals for 2023?
That's what you need to think about in life, everyone. This is this is Bob's motivational moment. What are your goals for you in 2023? What are your goals for you and your dog in 2023? Business, work life, family life. What are your goals? Write them down and chip away at them. And let's do 2023 together. Full tilt, pedal to the metal. Failure is not an option. Go all in. Take no prisoners and have a good one. Enjoy the ride. Kevin, thank you, bud. And uh, yeah, I'll see you soon. Hey, join our community. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy our YouTube, if you enjoy Instagram, it's like buying me and Kevin a beer. Join patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. The link is in the description. Click that link. Join the community. We've got tons of great videos, tons of great content, and you can ask me more questions. So join it. Enjoy it. We did it for you, and you're helping us produce a show. So thank you so much to that community. Get in, get out, let's roll. Patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. Hey listeners, Nick Larson here, host of the Bird Shop Podcast. As fans of this show, you may be interested in the conversations on the Bird Shop Podcast, where we discuss all things upland hunting, from upland birds and their habitat and conservation to the shotguns, bird dogs, and gear used to pursue them. Whether you're a seasoned upland hunter or just getting started and wanting to learn more, I interview a wide range of guests, each with their own unique perspective and valuable experience to share. If you're on the hunt for more upland hunting conversation, please consider subscribing to the Bird Shop Podcast today. 